This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Treatment Room Podcast with your host, Tessa Zali. I am so, so happy to give you this week's episode, which is a little bit different for me. So this week we dip into the world of interior design, which is so important for us business owners and estheticians who are welcoming others into our spaces. We always want our clients to feel at home and cared for and like their experience matters. And a space really can communicate a lot even before we've even put our hands on our clients. So this week, I wanted to bring my friend Brooke Beatty on. She is an esthetician as well as an interior decorator. Brooke has such an incredible eye. You guys will see as soon as you go to her Instagram, which is linked in the show notes, and check out her space. She just has a really beautiful taste, and the way she puts things together is so unique, so creative, and very different from any treatment room I have ever seen before. I had the chance to mentor Brooke a little bit, although she has a lot of experience in the industry. She was wanting somebody to talk to and get ideas about her business and how she could fully develop it a bit more. And in our conversations, we realized how special it is to have both the gift of an esthetician and to also have a knack for the design world. So Brooke is now putting those passions together and opening up her design services for other estheticians, which is so cool because think about when you want to go get help with a space, you might have to translate what it even means to be an esthetician and and what your space really requires. So having somebody who is familiar with the craft and does it herself is so unique and special. So I really, really enjoyed this episode with Brooke, and I think you guys will too. I think we've got to have her on for another, another episode because I know we could talk more, and I feel like we barely scratched the surface because there's so much to talk about when it comes to designing a space, but we get into how to do so, how to do so on a budget, what is important to consider in your space, and how to bring it to life and and give it some magic. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode with Brooke, and let's get into it. Hi, guys. I'm here with Brooke Beatty, licensed esthetician and interior decorator. Brooke, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. I'm so happy to be here. Yay! We're so happy to have you. So Brooke and I met through my mentee program, which is crazy because you have tons of experience and definitely know what you're doing, but I was so grateful to get to know you and just feel like you have so much to share with the esthetician community as far as aesthetics, but also interior design, just being a very, I'd say, in tune 
person. So I wanted to start off by asking you to just share a little bit about your journey as far as where you started with aesthetics and interior design, if you would like, and where you are now. Okay, this is a interesting journey. So um, I'll take it back to high school for a second. So I was the girl in high school that loved everything. I tried everything. Um, I'm a very creative person. So I was always on the hunt for what did I want to be when I grew up and (laughs) ended in ceramics class one day with a bunch of football players and we were playing with like the clay and I was looking at their faces and I noticed how many of them had acne. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, I know clay like draws out things. So I was like, I think I'm just going to like make masks for these guys and see what happens. I ended up mixing a bunch of essential oils <laughs> and random things inside of what we call slip um, in our ceramics class. And I would apply the, these <laughs> masks to these guys and they would come back and be like, wait, I need more of that mask. Like it really helped. And I'm like, this is not real. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'd always been interested in like the beauty community, mostly because of insecurities. And so then I just found this random passion (laughs) through my ceramics class, basically. Um, And then it kind of just started out as curiosity. And then it led like deeper down the rabbit hole. So then I got into makeup. I was a makeup artist um, for a long time. And uh, back in 2000 it was around 2012 when I was starting to get really serious and they wanted a makeup artist to be licensed um if you're working in a photo shoot or anything because it kind of covered you and it covered them so I started looking into aesthetic school to get licensed thinking that I was going to be doing it for my makeup career I went into it and fell madly in love with skin and basically didn't look back. And I became obsessed with it. And I remember on the first day of aesthetic school saying to my teacher, um, I want to heal the skin. Like I, I know that skin issues, I think they, it's from a lot of inflammation and I'd like to heal them through botanicals, but also chemicals. And I, she just started laughing at me like, She's like, no, girl, we want all the chemicals. We want to fry that skin. And I remember thinking, like, I don't know if I signed up for the right school, but I did a bunch of research and ended up, like, finding this kind of love of the best of both worlds, um, of healing and treating the skin. And so I basically... um, Started like every esthetician does, just getting any job I could, and quickly learned I knew nothing out of school (laughs) because school basically doesn't teach you anything. So I just started diving into education and diving into every skincare line that I could get my hands on. And I think that hands on experience made me confident in ingredients and formulations. So then um, I started learning what I really wanted to do. 
Um, but then I basically took a two, three year break, um, from aesthetics. We had two daughters pass away. And so I needed some time to kind of regather myself and decide if I wanted to get back in this world. Um, and quickly after being out of it, I realized that skin was a passion, but people are genuinely my passion and I miss the people. I miss the connection. And so then I started over and started from square one again, but luckily had that past history to kind of like boost me in the direction I knew I wanted to go. And so that's where I am today. Thank you for sharing, sharing all of that in regards to your journey. How do you feel making kind of a second a second um, return to aesthetics. And after you've had that break, how does it feel kind of dipping your toe and, and really getting back into aesthetics, especially with your own business now? I genuinely think it was the best thing for me. And I, I, I honestly encourage like anyone, if you feel burnt out and you need that break, you aren't going to miss anything. You, what's going to happen is you're going to recharge and come back with a full fire underneath you. And I know and that is my experience. I, um, I definitely say that I'm doing it now for pure reasons. It's, it is so much more than really aesthetics. Like it's so much more than, uh, treating the skin. It's my connection with people and helping people heal in the best way that I can help um, them heal. And I know that it took that time of like kind of refinement. I I say that time period was like uh, I was sitting in like the refiner's fire where it felt really dark and it felt lonely. It felt really hard, but I was slowly being molded and uh, changed to be stronger and brighter and better. And then now I can talk to my clients with confidence. I walk into my treatment room with zero ego, which I think in my younger years, I definitely had a little bit of. Um, And I'm not afraid to ask questions. I'm not afraid to say that, you know what, I'm not quite sure about that, but I would, I'm going to do extensive research and ask some people that I know who specialize in that. Um, And I think it just comes from a more honest, deeper place. And in the end, there's more passion and people feel it like without a doubt. I know that people can feel my passion for what I do um, because it's, it's real. It, it took time to settle and now it's, it's grown into kind of a, just a beautiful, well-rounded story to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And knowing you, I can't imagine it was easy to take a break because oh, yeah. I know you're somebody who who likes to be moving and doing things and yeah. juggling a lot of things. But it's something I noticed about you, honestly, when when we met was that you are just here to purely give your best effort and make somebody as happy and healed as as can be. And it, it's just, it's always struck me about you because you are so interested in detail and 
what you put forth, you're not making decisions based on really anything, but like you said, pure passion for being here. So I really, thank you. That, really, that means a lot. No, it's really true. I really just see that in you. And I think it's just, it sets you apart in a lot of ways, that commitment to excellence and you are really like grounded and present in all the things you do. And I cannot wait for the people listening to go check out your Instagram and see your room because (laughs) Brooke, it's, it's absolutely stunning. And I think when you look at your room, I see like more of the full picture of who you are and all of the beautiful attention to detail Mm. that is like so extraordinary. Thank you. Thank you so much. I definitely have a mad, mad passion for design. I've been like that since uh, I was a kid. We joke in my family um, before Pinterest back in the 90s. (laughs) um, My mom used to take magazines and cut out individual pictures of things that she was inspired of. And so I would watch her and we'd paste them in binders, like three ring binders. And we'd end up having binders of things that just inspired us from all kinds of magazines. Um, And I remember being really young. I'll never forget being in like third grade and we were renting a home at that point. And I remember looking around and being like, if they move that wall and they opened it up and they painted it white and we added some windows over here and I like, it would look so much brighter and full. Um, and I remember telling my mom and she was like, who are you? Like, what's, what are you even saying? You're nine years old. Um, and so that followed me for throughout my entire life. I've, helped people redesign their homes. I've helped, um, contractors. I've worked with contractors, um, help build homes. And I've kind of dipped my toe in all things really aesthetic. That's kind of like, I love to make things beautiful. Um, and my biggest passion is to show people that you can make things incredibly beautiful without spending a million dollars on it too. Because with a little creativity and curiousness, you can you can really find something magical anywhere. And my room definitely, I knew that I wanted people to walk into my studio and kind of see my story on my walls. Like yes. That was a big deal for me. Yes. Um, and my clients, they know just from walking in that I have passion for what I do because you can't help but see a space that's put together and beautiful and know that there's care taken into it and that thoughtfulness and um and I'm always changing up little things, whether that's you know how I put my products up on display or I always have fresh flowers in my room and I do them each week. Um, it's just little things that I change and add. So it's always kind of evolving into something. And I don't know if any of you listening listen or know what the Enneagram is, but if you can't tell, I'm a full Enneagram seven. Um, 
I love all things beautiful. I love, I love, um, changing and growing and evolving and, um, that you can definitely tell in my space. It's kind of, it's kind of the joke of like, oh, what's new this time? But it's- with your name, Velvet Bloom, it's yeah. like blooming and morphing and changing. Absolutely. And I'm, like you said, like very detailed, but in like a, it doesn't have to be perfect. I, I'm a recovering perfectionist. Absolutely. Um, but that to me really was just lack of confidence in who I was as a person and afraid of my own authenticity and coming, you know, into myself and growing up and going through hard things. Um, I am not afraid of my quirkiness and the imperfections. And I actually highlight those a lot. Like, and I think it's super important, you know, you don't have to be the cookie cutter. You don't have to, your room doesn't need to look like anyone else's room on Instagram. And that's where I kind of, I love Pinterest as a tool, but I kind of encourage people to sit in yourself. Like they say that if you need inspiration to go take a shower, and I very much believe that. And sometimes if I need to like tap into my authenticity or myself, I go and I take a shower and thoughts come to my head and ideas and inspiration. And sometimes I think with Pinterest or when we're on Instagram and we're, you know, you see things that are so beautiful and you're like, I want to do that. But really that's not translating to who you are. And I think it's so important to like sit in yourself and know who you are so it can reflect all around you, wherever you go. But, and everyone's idea of beauty is so different. Like so different. You do not need to love gold and black and pink to have a beautiful room. You know, like you can love light, bright space. You could love minimalism. You, you could say, I want it to look and feel like a doctor's office because that's beautiful to me. And it makes me feel confident Mm -hmm. to give the services that I want to give. And I think that it's really tapping into just who are you? What is your story? And splatter that story all over the walls, whatever that, whatever that is. Okay, I feel like we need to mention that you're now opening up design services for estheticians. And Brooke and I have talked about this and we talked about it in our meetings, thinking about like how we can really maximize Brooke's gifts because we all have our own unique gifts and talents. And part of our conversation was realizing designing a space for an esthetician or a provider is such a niche thing because we know what amount of room we need for supplies and our products. And we, we know what the layout needs to be. Whereas if you were just hiring somebody who had never been in this world, there would just be a little bit of a disconnect. But Brooke is now opening up her design services for estheticians. So Brooke, do you want to speak to that a little bit and yeah. you know what how it's going? So I, it's something that um, as I was designing my studio, I was like, you know what? This is such a small room. I'm starting over. And I 
happen to think about all of the other estheticians that I know or their spaces that I've seen. And I was like, I wonder if there's anything out there to help someone design their space because there are challenges in a small space. I I love the challenges, but unless you are not intimidated by design or organization or, um, you know, some, it's just not your wheelhouse. It's not your, yeah. you know, you're not fully comfortable there. I was like, I would love to do this. I've done this my entire life. Like I would love to go into your room, your space, hear your story and help you put that on your walls. Um, and so I kind of just threw it out there one day, which is also not like me because I'm also the type of person where I like to have things fully prepared before, you know, kind of like, Hey, I'm doing this. Um, I threw it out there and I got a super interesting response. People were like, uh, I need your help. How much is a consultation? What can you do? I, and can you help me wallpaper? Are you just like helping give ideas? Are you helping actually do the space? And it was like, yes, 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 yes. I'll do all of that. Um, and so I actually have a few estheticians that I'm working with right now, uh, to help create and curate their spaces for them. And it's more than just a space. It's really, really diving deep into that person, their goals, um, uh, and all everything about them. I want to know everything. Where's your favorite place to travel? What food do you like? What is your Enneagram number? I love to dive deep because it helps me put that story together because sometimes you need someone to pull that out of you um, because it can be so overwhelming. A lot of times people are like, I don't know what I like, but I saw this person do this and I like that. And it's like, well, what do you, what do you like about that? Do you like the color? The, do you like the style? There's so many, there's so many ways to interpret, um, what someone loves about a space. So I kind of pull that out of people by conversation and kind of just getting to the root of like, who are you and how can we portray that in your space? So I definitely am encouraging anyone if they need any help to reach out to me uh, in my DMs or email. And it, you know, it it doesn't have to be a million dollars. I'm doing consultations that are about $150 and it's for an hour of my time. And I help you basically write up a plan for your space. And then we can go from there. But I, I want everyone's room to feel like themselves. And I want their clients to walk in and just be in awe of just this care that they've put into their space because I've seen firsthand what it does. And I think it just makes the, your time together so much more comfortable. Um, and I've just seen what a difference it makes. And so I, that's my new little venture that I'm doing and I'm kind of writing it and building it as I go, like everything, which I feel like is, you know, this industry is, it changes and I'm just in for the journey. Yes. I'm so proud of you. And I think it's great. You launched and now you can adjust later. 
And just like you said, this is such an important service. It's so needed because we want our clients to feel invited and safe and comfortable and, you know, maybe inspired. Absolutely. it's, It's just so crucial. And haven't you been to appointments, Brooke, or, you know, services where that just hasn't been there and, and Absolutely. You, just, you feel a little bit disconnected. Yeah. And it just, it, every time it reminds me of walking into like my gynecologist, like <laughs> it is not comfortable in that room. I don't care what anyone says. And then they have the kitty poster or something on the ceiling for you to focus on. And it's, it's just not a space that you're like, I know you're going to take care of me. It's just something we have to do. And we've set the standards. The bar is very low. And so in the industry of like aesthetics, beauty, and um, change, really, it's you already have people who are so vulnerable coming in to bear their skin for you. And I want to make sure that my environment supports that vulnerability. I want to make sure that the lighting is set in the right ways so they feel comfortable. I want to make sure the music is set uh, in the right way. And a lot of times in my con- new client consultations, I in it I ask them what their favorite music is. So when they walk into my room, th- their favorite music is already playing. And we adjust with the treatment. Um, but I, I want it to be customized for them. And then also... In, inspirational in a way where it's just, it's just, we're setting a mood for vulnerability, change, and like people to really see what, what our skill set is. And I think that comes from a place of us also being very comfortable and proud of what someone's walking into. Yes. Yes. I love that tip about you ask what music they like and and you have that playing. I think that is so genius. And imagine how safe and heard somebody feels when they walk into the space and you've already taken into consideration who they are. I think that communicates so much even before the service. Yeah. And I will say I am a question asker. I am a curious person by nature. So I started asking my clients, um, where have you felt um, someone has fallen short in this industry for you? Um, And 90% of the time, my clients have said, I don't feel seen and heard. I feel like that I was spoken to or a plan was already pre-made for me before you even kind of got to know me and heard what uh, my journey has been. And so I took that down to just the smallest of what's your favorite music? If you were to watch a movie right now, what would you put on? Are you a Julia Roberts fan? Are you all about action? Like I want to know who you are because that is how I connect with you. And I know how much change can happen just through connection. Um, and I've watched that in my own life personally, and I've kind of just translated that and carried that into my business. But it, it, it definitely shocked me hearing people just say, I don't feel seen and heard. I think so many people, not even in our industry, struggle with that right now. And if I can be one person to make sure that you are seen and heard in my space, that's the goal for sure. 
I think it, you know, sometimes when we're caught up in the day to day and have so many clients and so many details, we can almost start to feel farther and farther away from why we started. And I think it just goes back to you taking that break and and really remembering why you're here and why you're working on skin and working with people to then put everything into earning that client's trust and, you know, admiration and just desire to book again every single appointment. So this is one of the reasons I love you. Like you make me want to level up my game and just, you know, really not take any appointment for granted and realize we have to earn that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that one thing that has helped me and I encourage other people, you don't need a, we'll say like a slogan, but sort of something like a, something that guides you or something that you can pinpoint and say, this is why, this is my why, this is why I'm doing all of this. And for me, before I even started my business, I asked myself that question because I never wanted to waste anyone's time or money and myself. I don't want to waste my time and I want to make sure that I'm present for each person. And mine that I came up with was that hope grows here at Velvet Bloom. This is where hope grows. And it's Hope has followed me since our daughters passed away. And I very much say that that energy is permeated into my walls. It is in my room with me. That energy that I kind of put into it um, very much leads and guides each session. And it sounds so dramatic and it sounds so like, it just sounds like a lot, but it's true. Like when you at least for me, seeing the other side of life and being so close to it, you reel yourself back and start to notice each interaction you have with people and you don't take any interaction for granted. I used to be terrified at looking into people's eyes, like even at the grocery store or anywhere. I would kind of avoid um, and after our daughters passed away, I lock eyes with people. And it's something that became so powerful for me because I never wanted anyone to feel like their time, that their time wasn't worth mine or that their presence wasn't worth it to be around me or that I wasn't seeing them. And so in my studio and in my business, that very, that kind of tagline of hope grows here has kind of like turned into kind of like a, like a, I kind of say it's like a, the light in a lighthouse. I, when I get lost in the day to day and in the hustle, I see it in my room because I have it in an LED sign on my walls, but I kind of always track back to that and pull myself back. Like this is where people come to find hope. And I need to make sure that I'm fully aware for this with this. And it honestly, I think it's taken my business and anyone's it, your life to like this next level of care of really caring for other people. And it really does sound dramatic, but it is something that I live and breathe. And 
I definitely don't take any moment for granted in this life. Well, I don't think it's dramatic at all. You've been through the hardest thing, you know, a human could go through and and you've made it out to the other side. And I can't even like express or, you know, like pay enough homage to the strength you needed to pull yourself yourself up out of that place and then to return with that strength and to turn it around to something positive where you are working on healing people and in a sense, like giving a lot of life back to your clients, which is what I know you do, the way you give your all to every person you touch. I think like you have made the absolute best out of um, the circumstance. Thank you. Yeah, I it's, you know, there's no guidebook for any of this. There's no real guidebook for like how to go through anything or how to start a perfect business or what to do with anything. It is really like trusting yourself and just doing it. It's emphasis in just doing. And I think that I definitely taking a break and coming back did I absolutely have imposter syndrome? Yeah, big time. And did I question myself? Absolutely. But I am trying to live in the do into, you know, just doing it without even thinking too much about it. Um, because I think that we live so much life, um, in that like pondering phase and like processing yes, where we miss out on opportunities left and right. And I am one of those people, like my sisters and I, we joke. Sometimes I have a sister who she's single and dating. And I'm like, if I I wish that I could just give you my boldness for a second and Mm -hmm. shoot it through you because I will make really bold moves because I have nothing to lose. Literally there's nothing Nothing is that scary. And so messaging that person saying, hey, you really inspire me or, hey, I think you're cute or I think I'm going to start a business or whatever it is, just boldly just jumping into it has honestly been kind of like my secret, kind of like my little secret sauce in (laughs) life. It's I just do and then I build around that or I figure it out after I kind of make that action. And so in this business, you know, half the time, day to day, I'm like, okay, how, what can I do to build, you know, this better? Or how can I, I don't, be more inspired or learn from someone? I will find people I'm inspired by on Instagram or anywhere. I I message them every time. Because there's nothing to lose. I I just want to learn and grow. And so in that attitude, it's genuinely changed my business. And I know that's why I've been able to bounce back quicker because I'm not afraid of someone rejecting me. I'm not afraid of messing up. I just go for it. And in true Enneagram 7, that is the style of Enneagram 7. But (laughs) it's it's kind of... It's true. You have to live in the do. And I will say, you know, I mentor, I mentor SD students and there is a a clear um, difference between 
the ones who will come to me and ask questions forever and ever and ever Mm. and always think about, you know, what if, what if it doesn't work out and the endless list of things that could be done. And then there are the people who make it happen and, and move forward. And at some, it's great to do your research and, and, you know, make sure you're informed, but then take action and take inspired action and move the needle forward. Well, and honestly, if like kind of rewinding, we, I lived in California my entire life and just not even a year ago, we relocated to Texas. So not only was I starting my business over in general, I was starting my business over in a state that I knew literally two people and (laughs) that could have that could have paralyzed me in fear. That could have paralyzed me in the unknown. Um, but I just said, okay, do you know what you're doing? Do you have a kind of a path? Do you, are you confident in your skill set? The answer was like, yeah, uh-huh. Yes. And then it was like, okay, let's just, let's just do it. Go for it. And The fact that I started over with zero clients, zero connections really, um, besides one really good friend, I've been able to now build this business that is very busy and successful based off of an idea that I put into action and just trusted my myself. It's all about that going back to like that authenticity. Who are you? What is your story? And because I was confident in that, I was able to kind of propel myself forward and put myself in positions that kind of like helped me build something. And I'm I'm so grateful that I wasn't, you know, that insecure 21 year old that kind of was all I questioned every move I made like am I using the right shampoo am I eating the right things like everything was a question yes and taking that time off and learning those things about myself being able to answer those hard questions I did something that I genuinely do not think I could have done a million years ago um and but I know so many young people that I've met so confident in what they do. And I remember when I was starting my business over, someone asked me, are you afraid like to fail or that you won't get any clients? And it was like, well, I haven't even thought about that. I'm not even allowing that to, to kind of come into my head. Um, and then obviously even like you finding a mentor, finding someone that you can kind of riff back and forth, someone not being afraid to ask the questions, but then also like take what that other person said and then act on it has changed um, kind of like my entire business for sure. And it's, it's, I'm so glad I was a small part of this, but it's just so cool to see you doing it now. And it really hasn't even been that long no. since, you know, you were thinking about all of this. So to see your room is fully set up, like you are taking aesthetics clients, you're taking design clients, like you're, you're fully doing it now. Oh yeah. Like it's, it still blows my mind. It's, and I, I definitely, you know, luckily I have a very strong support system. I think that's really important no matter, you know, in life, you just need a strong support system. And I've been married for 
almost 18, next year will be 18 years, which makes me gag a little bit when I say that out loud. Um, but my husband is definitely like my number one fan. Like I know he's listening right now, probably crying, but he is my number one fan and my best friend. And he helps me a lot on the back end stuff. And it's like just having that support system to where you can like, you need people to run ideas through, but then also people who will hold you accountable at the same time. And so not only does he support my, you know, anything I do, but he, he helps me with all of my crazy ideas in the middle of the night when I wake up with, I have an idea. He sits up and he listens to me. And I think that, you know, ideas, he knows the ideas for me are gold. Like when an idea pops in my head, you usually will see me run and grab my phone. I open notes and I'm immediately just writing everything I can think of down it's like, okay, she has something. And sometimes we'll wake up early in the morning. It's not even seven. And I'm like, okay, so I've been up for a little bit. I have some ideas. And he's like, (laughs) you and your ideas, like I have, it's not even, the sun's not up and you're (laughs) rambling things off. And I'm like, because when inspiration strikes, you have to go, you have to hit it right now because it's kind of fleeting. I, I, you watch it kind of fade away if you don't grab onto it quick enough. Yeah. You have to have that notebook or phone or somewhere to put these things down. I mean, I forget. So. Oh yeah. Well, I even tell like, especially people struggling with design. uh, I tell people anywhere you are, does, I don't care if you're at a museum, if you're at Target, if you see something where it stops you and you're like, oh my gosh, I love that. Take a picture of it, go to your notes and write down really quick, like what, what you liked and why you liked it, because it helps you identify. It wasn't even that thing, but it could have been the style of that thing, or it could have been like the, you liked the simplicity of it. And then after a while, especially when you're unsure of like what style that you really vibe with or that you want to really invest in at this point, if it's for your studio, um, you start to identify like your, like what hits you, like what, where your fire is at. And I, I'd say it doesn't matter how big or small the object is or, oh my gosh, you could go on a trip somewhere and you're in wherever, San Francisco or New York. And you're like, there's something about this place that just makes me feel whole. Write that down. And then like with me, if you were my client, you'd bring me all those little bits and pieces of yourself. And then I help kind of string it along and create a storyboard for you basically of this is who you are. This is your design style. And what I like to do is create, I bring objects of things or color swatches or certain things that you, that I feel like you would vibe with. And we put them all together. So you see them all kind of, you know, clustered up and collaged together. And you have an inspiration board that you can look at and say, oh my gosh, I love this. And then you build from there. And it's just layers on layers. I say rooms are built on layers. Okay. You start with walls or floor. Okay. Then you add the next layer, which is usually shelving or for instance, for our rooms, it'd be sinks. Then you go mirrors. You'd work your walls to then the details of what are you putting on the shelves? What style of plant do you like? Because I will say, if you don't already have greenery in your room, 
go somewhere, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, anywhere, and grab some greenery. That immediately brings life to a space. Um, and it's very small things. And I will say lighting is huge. There are some amazing lights on Amazon for very inexpensive that just can set a mood in a small studio space. Um, that is so beneficial because most of the time when your clients are in your room, the lights are off. Like, you know, it's dim. At least in a lot of um, estheticians I know, they like it very dim other than their ring light or whatever light they use, their mag light. Um, So you kind of like, what does my space look like with the lights on? And what does my space look like with the lights off? And by creating those layers, you get depth, you get texture, you get, it kind of transforms from light and then when it's dark. And so it can seem so overwhelming, but by building the room in these layers and just small details, it really transforms the space. But okay. I love how you laid all of that out because I wanted to ask, like, where do you even start? But you're saying start with the more permanent things like the floor, work your way up, and then eventually kind of end with the more accented things. Yeah. So what I, for me, usually what I do is, so I'm a huge art enthusiast. I painted for a really long time. I still paint as a hobby, but um, I love museums so much. And if you see my room, you probably kind of figure that out. But um, so for me, art is a major, major inspiration. So I usually find a piece of art that inspires me. Then I ask myself, like, why does that inspire me? I pull things out of that piece, whether it's color or um, like the florals in it or whatever it is, the style. And then I kind of work from there. So finding a piece that inspires you helps you decide on color of the walls. It helps you decide on style. It helps you just decide on those little details. But until you have the basics done in your head of what are the wall colors and what, um, obviously in a studio space, you're not going to be changing the floor, but it's like, it's just that building that box first, which helps you kind of wrap your head around the entire space, but finding that one piece that inspires you and then building out from there helps you kind of stay also organized and that everything stays cohesive because what you don't want is a room where you just throw a bunch of things you love in it. Sure. You, that is wonderful. I love that. But in our professional settings, we do not want to overwhelm the eye. I love busy spaces, but it can be done in a way where it's so cohesive that they don't realize how busy the room is. My room is very busy, but it's because I knew that I was using dark colors. The lights are very dim. And so it's almost like the background. It's kind of like, it just kind of falls into place rather than screaming at everyone, you know, that I have florals and dark and black and LED lights and all of these things. Um, But I definitely say find that piece that inspires you. And if you need help and guidance, this is where I come in. You could find a piece of art and you can say, I'm really inspired by this, but I do not know how to make a room out of it. 
And then I can help fill in those blanks, ask questions, um, and help you just kind of understand the building blocks of an interior space, basically. Okay, that's amazing. What would you say to somebody who's listening to this episode who is on a budget and is realizing I'm very uninspired by my room? I just wish it was elevated. I want to do something before, you know, maybe investing in a whole overhaul. But say somebody's listening and they just want to take some action steps to tie things together and give it more of a polished look. What would you suggest? Um, one thing I would say is if you can paint, always go with paint first. Um, I know that most people lease their spaces or rent their, um, studios or studios or rooms. Um, asking if you can paint the walls, I would definitely start there. Find a color that inspires you. Uh, I think a can of paint is like 30 something dollars, maybe 40 something dollars. Um, and finding a color that inspires you, or if you're the minimalist type and you like white and, um, earth tones and kind of, you're like, I'm good with my white walls. Okay. This is my tip. Ikea has giant frames, giant frames, picture frames. You can buy posters online that look like really elegant pieces of art, but they're not. I I can, you can always reach out and I can give you the links. Um, Etsy is also a great place to find original artwork or prints. Large pieces of art in a room makes it look incredibly put together. We don't want a bunch of little teeny things everywhere. And anchoring that art with some sort of mirror or reflect reflective piece, whether it's like, um, like they have some amazing plug-in like light, um, what are they called? Kind of like LED light panels or lamps on Amazon that can add depth and dimension. I would definitely say grabbing a few plants from TJ Maxx or Home Goods would definitely update your space. But starting really with a clean, fresh room is my number one. If your room needs a good deep cleaning, that right there can elevate your space. Like I think people forget sometimes, you know, sometimes we have so much to prep in our rooms. Um, sometimes I think people forget. Sometimes our rooms need a you need to get on your hands and knees and really clean those floors because our clients notice that. Yes, um, that builds up. <laughs> yes, especially. And it definitely doesn't need to be intimidating. Having a beautiful space literally can be the most simple things. You pick, if you're really into black, I know so many people are into black. I, my last few homes, um, my last home that we sold in California, my living room, I had a all black living room and black is kind of my go-to color because it makes things pop so much. A lot of time people get scared that, oh, it's too dark. The room is too small for it, but it's actually the opposite. When you have dark walls in a small space, it makes the depth of the room seem endless. It's like it goes on forever and ever because you can't really see the walls. 
And if you have been wanting to go black, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. You will not regret it. A good color is Tricorn Black by Sherwin-Williams, my favorite one. It's not a stark black. It's um, It has some warmth to it. So it when you take photos, it is just stunning on the walls. Throw yes. paint like that on the walls with some big black and white pictures. You can even take them from your phone and go print them at um, Staples for very little. Um See, my brain literally won't stop. I could literally sit here and build rooms just I love from it. Okay. <laughs> what about somebody who, and I love the dark color for you. It is so unique, so cool. I feel like it just, it's your personality, like mm-hmm. in a room, in a wallpaper. And you guys go check out Brooke's room on Instagram. We're going to link her in the show notes so you can see what we're talking about with the bold florals and the black and the LED. Um, Brooke, how about somebody who, like you mentioned, is more minimalist? What would be like a, a nice um, uh, go-to color, paint color, um, and kind of how could somebody make the most of that space? So one of my favorite things to do as a hobby is to go to, I go to Sherwin-Williams or Lowe's or Home Depot, and I hang out around the paint area, and I grab swatches every time I go. Okay. My especially when it comes to lighter colors, the tricky part there is you don't want to go too fleshy, too pink right. in things, or and you don't want to go too ruddy, um, kind of like muddy colors, because when we're taking pictures, you really need to make sure that your background is not going to compete with what you're doing in that space. So, What I definitely, for people who like lighter colors, I go for texture. Focus on texture more than color. Okay. Texture is such a powerful thing um, because it adds depth. It makes a room look so elevated when done correctly. So one way that you can do that is um, they have some stunning wallpapers that are just that, which are peel and stick, um, that are great great if you're leasing a space. Um, You can do softer kind of textures and colors in a wallpaper and it looks stunning, especially when paired with big mirrors. And um, I would definitely go for some bigger, bolder pieces. I'm, I'm definitely, I go for bigger, bolder pieces in a small space, especially because it makes it look so much bigger. Um, but definitely I, I would say actually people who like a more minimal kind of space highlight your inventory or your products you're selling highlight them with shelves or with some sort of something on your walls where you can organize them in the way where maybe it's not just a lineup of products. You're kind of putting in pieces of maybe some um, plants, some informational uh, cards framed in beautiful frames or some candles, some, you can books. I love incorporating books. That's a big thing for me. Um, and kind of layering on shelving. So that is kind of your color and your texture 
in your space. Um, so the eye, when you walk into a room, it focuses on those shelves. I really think that that shelving, especially in our industry, is very powerful. We want the shelves to talk, especially for our clients, because we want them to look over there and be curious what's on them. And so doing it in an artful way and in an inspired way definitely also helps you in selling kind of on its own. I absolutely love that. And okay, going back to things like accessories, mirrors, even bedding, which is so important. Oh, yeah. Do you have any favorite places to shop? Oh, gosh. So (laughs) (laughs) I, okay, so recently I actually just changed my bed up because in our industry, depending on where you are, state board, you have to make sure that everything is sanitary and bedding is a very big gray area. In Texas, they're not a fan of betting whatsoever. I I actually asked very in-depth questions of like, why? How can I make it more sanitary? And they're, they basically said they don't even want sheets on your bed. They, they want you to have the leather beds that you can spray down and be done with. So I actually just ordered a very beautiful leather bed that's a little more aesthetically pleasing. But the bed that I have now in there, I love it. It, um reclines and it elevates and reclines automatically like with the it's powered um it looks really clean and I was a hater of that look because it felt very sterile but the way I've done my room my room adds the warmth and the um lightness that the bed kind of I don't need that to be the focal point so as far as bedding, I definitely would look into what state board in your state definitely talk says because you do not want fines um, with your bedding. I was trying to figure out how to actually m- manufacture some bedding to make it more sanitary, but until I figure out that like perfect way without compromising on style, I... I'm going to be trying to do it because I'm kind of determined. Um, However, Etsy, I love shopping on Etsy. Uh, I think it's such a great place to support other artists and uh, get custom things done for you, Um, like LED signs or signs in general. I also love supporting smaller businesses and local businesses. So I have, oh my gosh, I've found stuff at Home goods. I found stuff at antique and thrift stores. There is not one place that you should turn your nose up to. Is kind of anywhere you go, inspiration could strike and you could love something. And the exploration is the fun part. The treasure hunt is the fun part. Um, and so I've definitely like um, TJ Maxx. Marshalls, because you don't want to break the bank for sure. And you can find beautiful places, pieces at these places, especially when you're starting out. But as you grow, um, you definitely, I, Instagram, to be really honest, I find a lot of amazing things on Instagram. Um, my ads are perfectly <laughs> curated. curated for what I love. And I actually buy a lot of things for my space on there. Um, 
But yeah, I, I have a list of websites that I always am looking at uh, that I can, if anyone ever needs like, hey, where can I get a great piece of art? I have a lot of places that I scope out all the time. Okay, why don't we do this? Why don't we have you send me your maybe like top five favorite places to shop or, you know, absolutely five ish. And then we'll link them in the show notes and of course link you. So anybody can reach out and ask if they have. No, absolutely. I, I love that. That's perfect. Amazing. Well, Brooke, thank you so, so much for coming on. Please tell us where we can find you on Instagram and if we're interested in booking your design or aesthetic services. So on Instagram, I am at velvet.bloom.skin. And then my website is www.velvetbloomskinstudio.com. I'm definitely a conversationalist. Probably you can tell. I love talking to people. So never, ever, ever hesitate to dive into my DMs and ask a question. Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for being so generous with your knowledge and resources. We love you. We appreciate you. I can't wait to hopefully have you visit. So we oh, can go shopping. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Are you kidding? Yeah. Especially where you are. I know exactly where yeah. we would go. Oh my gosh. Well, it has to happen. <laughs> and Brooke, any last words? Oh gosh. Honestly. I'm just, I honestly, my, the only thing that I'm thinking right now to say and encourage people is do not compare your journey with anyone else and you're doing exactly what you're supposed to do and you're where you're supposed to be and just look forward to the journey and enjoy the adventure. I definitely encourage people to stop the comparison and focus on their beautiful individual authenticity and just kind of run with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Everybody has such unique gifts. We cannot compare. When we compare, we're just going to highlight somebody else's strengths and compare that to our own weaknesses. So we have to look at our own gifts and, you know, just understand a win for somebody else is a win for the community, but it's no need to feel like you are not enough. Absolutely. Beautiful. All well, right, guys. Thank well, you. Thank you, Brooke. We so loved having you and we'll have to do it again soon. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> okay. Talk to you next week. <laughs>